Welcome, Statesman viewers, to another episode of the Statesman Sports Spotlight, and thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Mike Anderson, and today we've got our first repeat guest. He was on this show at this time last year. Head coach Chris Garofalo of the Stony Brook Hockey Team is here to talk shop with me. Coach, good to see you as always. You too, Mike. Always good. Yeah, always. We love our chats. So, obviously, we don't need to do all the biographical stuff, right? We did that last year. Anyone who wants to know more about Coach, you can go check out Episode 3 from the Statesman Sports Spotlight last year, Fall 2022. But why don't we just cut to the chase and talk about your team, Coach? How does that sound? Sounds great. So, last year, we cursed you, right? You guys had made the Nationals 21 times in 22 years. You made it to the quarterfinals the year before. We hadn't covered you since 2018. We finally decided to cover you, and you guys missed the national tournament by one spot. So first of all, sorry for the jinx. I have a tendency to do that. Uh, second of all, why did you guys fail to get the job done last year? First of all, you, you know, you guys aren't a jinx. Everything that happens is self-accountability, and, you know, we take ownership of it. Um, you know, I think last year was just a roller coaster of a ride. Um, started out really hot, 8-0. Mm -hmm. Even got to beat an NCAA Division three team, which is, you know, was great. And then um, kind of the wheels fell off a little bit and we couldn't recover. I mean, we had injuries. You know, we had guys transfer, very key guys. Brandon Avazov transferred in, in January, which really hurt us. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, one person doesn't make up a whole team. And I think what really happened was the adversity hit us and we didn't really know how to fight back. And I think that's that's something that I'm really focusing on, culture overcoming adversity and just raising our standard as a team. And I think last year we didn't have a high enough standard. And I always say it's, it's good to be confident, but I don't want to see guys being cocky, but you have to have a little bit of swagger. And I think last year we lost that swagger when um, we hit adversity. So, you know, I have a saying true Testament about somebody's character is when they're up against something mm -hmm. and we didn't respond well as a team, as an organization, when we, when we hit that adversity bubble or that bump, I should say, mm -hmm. and it really impacted, um, you know, our results. So you live and learn, right? I think that's part of life. When something negative happens, you take it and you grow from it and you learn from it. So you, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Can't guarantee, but at least you're willing to open your mind and say, Hey, let's see what we can do to fix that. So that doesn't happen again. And we've done a lot of adjustments this year to, to make sure or put ourselves in the best position so that doesn't happen again. Yeah, absolutely. So then let's talk about this here. I know you're still pissed about last season. You know, you couldn't win the regular season title, couldn't win the conference postseason championship, couldn't get to the national championship. So why is this team going to be different from last year? Well, I think it starts with having the right attitude and mindset, but it also starts with, you know, recognizing where we have gaps as an organization and as a team. And our gaps really were we needed more depth and talent. And I think that really was a big thing. And we brought in some really good players that right out of the gate are going to make an impact. And uh, I think that additional depth that we needed is going to, you know, push us over the hump on some of those games that are going to be tough. So, and I think also structure, we, uh, I think we didn't have enough structure last year. This year we have a, a tremendous, a lot more structure. I could go into it, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's a building block. And I think last year we had, the blocks weren't, we're all over the place. They weren't being built in a uniform manner. And that's the key. You have to have a uniform approach when it comes to uh, structure and building the success of a program. And I think last year we were a little bit all over 
and I take ownership of that as from a coach and from our organization side. And, you know, then the players are a little all over. So it kind of, my big thing is about structure, raising our standards and having a good, good culture. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Now you've built yourself another contender by going out there and recruiting a bunch of guys who are essentially already proven commodities. I know that that's a big leap for me to say, but you know, I, I, re- I really want to call them free agent signings. Now you brought in a couple of veterans from juniors who had successful careers there. You also brought in a pair of guys with two years of NCAA experience. And then of course you brought in two guys from Farmingdale's top AAU team. And one of them was one of their top four defensemen and their second leading scorer. So was the main goal of your recruiting this off season to bring in ringers or is that usually what you do? No, I mean, it's not so much bringing ringers, it's bringing the right players that can fit the the system that we want to put in place. And it's also bringing in guys that have a good, that have good character. I mean, and obviously they have a good skill set. And, um, you know, some of the guys reached out to me, which I can't take full credit. And, you know, we kind of, you know, they, it kind of just worked out. I guess the hockey gods were looking out a little bit <laughs> where they, you know, reached out to us and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this kid's a pretty good player. But I only say that was like one or two guys. The rest of them were, you know, identifying, you know, classifying and then executing. And that's what we had to do from our bringing in good talent. And uh, we, we, we really um, we did a good job. But I was looking for guys that have good character. And, and that's the one thing I really like about this new group. They seem like really great people and they seem like they're really motivated and driven. And I think that and, and, and they care and they have passion. So, you know, when you get to this level, nobody's going to make a living playing hockey. And yes, we have guys that moved on to play pro hockey. We've had, I think, 10 guys in the last 11 years move on to play pro. But that's a short-lived life. There's only one guy still playing, our former captain, Brendan Pepe. He'll go back to his second year of pro hockey. But you're not making a good mm-hmm. living. So when you come here, it's there's no scholarship. You, you, you know, it's playing for the love of the game. Right. And to me, that's the most important thing. And I want guys that have passion, that love to compete that regardless of the le- level, regardless of the label, regardless of the future, they want to be here and they want to compete and they want, and they love to be in that kind of environment. And that's what I was looking for guys, guys that have passion that are going to have a big fight inside their bodies. And I think we brought some really good guys that have that kind of passion that we're looking for. Awesome. So how much better is your team going to be with these new guys added to it? On paper, <laughs> we're sure. definitely, definitely better than we were last year. Um, we lost some key guys, but um, I wouldn't say I replaced them one for one. I replaced them in a clump, like a, a multiple guys replaced one guy. Right. And in this level, you can't live or die off of one or two players. You have to have layers. And I think that's where we're going to, you're going to see that the layers that come on the ice, the guys, the next group that's getting on during a game, you're going to see that, wow, they have a lot of layers of good players. Um, they may not be, you know, unbelievably talented in a sense of like, you know, they, they're not Sidney Crosby's out there, but they're very good players that are going to, they're going to be able to produce. They're going to be able to defend to be able to get pucks out, get pucks in. And we're going to be able to keep, you know, we have a lot of speed. That's another thing. Our team is very fast. We brought in a lot of guys that can, that can skate really well. Good. Awesome. So last year, you know, it was a tale of two seasons for you, right? Obviously, you mentioned the 8-0 start, but then after that, there was the 10-11-4 finish. There was being ranked as high as fifth in the nation and then as low as like 22nd or uh, maybe 20th. So guys got hurt, guys quit, guys came back, guys left again. It, it was very hectic. Um, yep. This year, 
Will the added depth to your roster help you guys stay consistent from start to finish? Yeah, and I, and I think all the things that you had, the variables that happen, um, if they happen to happen again, we'll have the depth to push to be able to overcome it. Right. Well, last year we didn't have that depth, so if somebody got injured or somebody you know left and went to another school, like it was <laughs> such a big, it was like catastrophic. Not that we want that to happen because we want to keep everybody and make yeah. sure everybody's healthy. Yeah. But if it happens, I think we'll be able to like, you know, still be strong enough and have enough depth that we can, you know, still be successful without one or two guys if that God forbid happens. So, and I, and I, and I, that, that was one of my takeaways last year is that we need to have more depth for what you just mentioned, things that happen that are uncontrollables. And it's like, well, you know, that's why a, a really successful team has depth. And because of the fact that things can happen throughout the season that are not, you don't even think are going to happen. And the next thing you know, you're like, wow, we lost these guys. And now we got to, so it's, it's the, it's the key. Plus it creates a very competitive level in hot in, in practices because everybody knows that like we're deep and we have guys that can really, you know, and, and everybody's like competing mm-hmm. at a higher level. When you don't have depth, the top guys kind of subconsciously or maybe consciously know that, Oh, I'm, I'm one of the best. So it's, it's going to be, nobody's going to be nipping at my heels. So we still try to compete, create that environment where it doesn't matter how good you are, but unfortunately, but when you, when you have a lot of guys that are good and it's like, I could put a guy on the first line that was playing the third. I put a guy on the second line that was playing the first. It's like, it doesn't really matter. That's when you see the compete level go up in practice. They all know that there there's a job up for grabs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, the biggest story of the off season um, in regards to this year's team it's it's simply just how different it is, right? And all the all the different guys you brought in, but that doesn't mean that you have a bunch of you know poor returners. You got a pretty good returning squad. You know, Matt Minerva is your best goal scorer, and he's back. Devin Pepe is probably the team's best playmaker, and he's a guy who everyone looks up to. He's back. Uh, Will Kormenik was your rookie of the year. He'll probably be centering the first line, at least one of the top two. Andrew Mancini's a pretty good 200-foot player at defenseman. Spencer Boris is coming off an all-rookie selection. So you got yourself a good returning squad. And obviously, I I, I just, you know, left a lot of guys off that list, too. So um, how big is it that you have those guys back for another year in this system? It's tremendous. I mean, you know, we talk... So you fill the holes that you need to fill, but you also have people that are in place already that you need as well. Um, they're just as important, if not more important, because they have the experience, the knowledge base that the new guys, I don't care where they came from. They don't understand. They don't understand how the ranking system works. They don't understand, you know, the competitive the teams. And so it's, it's good for them to, you know, the, the veterans to actually explain and kind of uh, make them understand how the dyna- how everything works. Plus, these guys that you just rattled off have a very big chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not happy themselves with what happened last year. And I, and, and, and they want to prove that, you know, last year was just a a fluke and they're not happy that they were part of a team last year that missed nationals. Right. One of two teams that missed nationals in history. So, so they have a definitely a big chip on their shoulder and they don't want that to happen again. And, it's not just on the ice what they're doing. I could see how they what they're doing away from the rink. We, we we named our captains this morning, and I can tell you who they are. So yeah, we have two co-captains. It's, it's going to be uh, Nick Zarilli is going to wearing a C, and so is uh, Devin Pepe. Okay. He'll, be, he'll be wearing it again, and then we have um, Andrew Mancini wearing an A. Okay. 
like he wore last year. So the new guy in the group, we had, we had Pepe as a C and Andrew Mancini as the A last year, but we added Zerilli who didn't wear a letter because I'll tell you why to us, um, Nick Zerilli, when things were going sideways last year, he was one guy that stood out in my eyes. That was like, he was trying everything he could to on the ice, off the ice to write the ship. Mm -hmm. So like I said before, when you're being tested the most and your true character comes out is when you're up against something. And he like, instead of just saying, Oh, it is what it is. He said, I'm going to try to make a difference. And he also verbally spoke to guys, his effort on the eye, everything just turned up. Yeah. And he has such a respect in the locker room, Nick. I mean, he's a fantastic student. He's an engineering major. Yeah. He lives his life in a very structural professional way. So I want guys like that as our leadership core. I want guys that have a level head that are good, mature young men that, you know, it's not just what they do on the ice. It's also how they hold themselves away from the rink. And those guys all do a great job. Pepe, Mancini and uh, Nick's really. So um, looking forward to him being, you know, co-captain with Pepe. And we're hoping that uh, the three of them can make sure that uh, the locker room is tight and we have a great culture and everybody's ready to go every practice and every game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, I I missed a couple of guys on that list. Obviously, there's Jesse Edwards. There was Nick Zarelli. There were plenty of guys who I left out. But I left one out on purpose, okay? And that was Matvey Kazakov. And that's because he's, you know, he deserves a list of his own, right? Kazi is one of the best goalies in the nation. And he's not only the heart and soul of this team, but he's also the strength of this team on the ice. He's a huge Band-Aid that makes up for a lot of deficiencies, um, so how important is it to have him back there in net? And what can we expect from Kazi this year? Listen, he's another guy that has a chip on his shoulder. He's, he's even said it that he just, you know, he feels the responsibility to make this team as good as it could be. Cause you know, and he's a big piece of the puzzle. As you said, the thing that we felt with Kazi last year was he didn't have the support in front of him. If you look at his shots and the, how many shots he had last year compared to the year before, it was like 10 more a game on average. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just so much one person can do. So we need to minimize the amount of shots he gets. We need to minimize the amount of time we're on our end. So as a team defense, we need to help Kazi because he's helped us a lot and he'll continue to help us. And, you know, sure, I always have a definition between a good and a great goalie. A good goalie makes the saves you're supposed to, but he doesn't make the saves you're not. Mm-hmm. A great goalie makes the saves you're supposed to, but once in a while, fails you out. And you walk away from a game going, we had no business winning, but he, thanks to him. That's a great goalie, and he has that ability. But last year was just too much for him to overcome with how much uh, uh, shots he was getting, and just it was just too much traffic and too much time in our end. We, we we were playing a very if you look at sixty minutes in a game, we had way too much of that time in our end, and we need to get it out, get it out of our end, get in their end, cycle, cycle, maintain the puck, kind of like football, maintain the clock. We have to do that. We have to keep the puck in their offensive zone and relieve the pressure on our side. And we didn't do enough of that last year, and that was one of the things that we're, we've been talking about a lot. Team defense, team defense, team defense, protect the house, keep everything to the outside. That's the goalie shot. And, you know, he needs help. We owe it to him. And uh, I have a feeling that we're going to have a much better result when it comes to that kind of situation again. Awesome. Well, that leads right into my next question perfectly. So you guys finished last year ranked 18th in the nation. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm making it seem like you guys had a terrible year. You didn't, right? Most teams would kill to be ranked 18th. Um 
if you didn't have Matvey Kazakov, you wouldn't have even been ranked in the top 25, probably. Uh, you guys surrendered 3.6 goals per game last year on defense. And in the second half of the season, you guys lost games 15 to nothing and 10 to one. So you say that the defense is going to be better this year. Why is that? So we lost some key guys like Rob DeStefano, Davin Vandersilver, and, you know, um, and uh, Dominic uh, Dominic Malfetto and very, very important guys to the team. But what we, we kind of going to have a different look because this year, I think our defense is more of defensive defensemen. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at the size of our defense this year, they're big boys. They're over six foot one. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nolan town, six foot two, almost six foot three, John Cotelli, six foot three, uh, Valente, six foot two or three. So, like, our guys are big. We got bigger. Um, mm-hmm. There's one defense we brought in, and it's more like a Rob DeStefano style, which is uh, Owen Larson, and right. we need some of that too. But, like, I, I think the strength of our game is going to be the toughness in our end. And I don't want to paint the picture that, you know, there's going to be a bunch of goons. That's not what it is. They're just going to yeah. be stay-at-home, steady defensemen that will move the puck up to the forward, let them do their job, be tough in the corners and around our net, and not let people get, you know, not let our guys get pushed around and right. like, you know, meaning, meaning they're not going to get pushed around. So um, the, I think our D the different look in our D is going to be more of just simple puck moving defensemen, which is a little bit different. Cause we, you know, most of our D last year that we lost were more guys that wanted to jump into the play. They wanted to skate the puck, they more offensive minded. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit different of a look. It's not, it's a different look. It's not a worse look. It's not a better look. It's just a different look. And I think we needed to do that because again, it goes back to too many shots in our end. We need to worry about our defense. We need to win battles in the corner. We need to win battles in front of the net. We need to get pucks out. That's the key. And I think, you know, these guys are going to have that capability, especially with the size and strength that they have. Okay. Awesome. Obviously the new guys can't do all the heavy lifting, right? The returners have to step up this year. You know, Minerva's got to stay healthy. The young guys like Zarelli and Kormanik and Boris, they need to take the next step. Mancini's got to be closer to his freshman year than last year. Um, so of all the returning players, who would you say might be the biggest key to a successful year? And you can't say Kazi cause that's cheating. No. So I think I need to break it down into different positions. Um, if that's okay with you, Yeah, I don't um, know, the two forwards that come to mind is two forwards. It's Minerva mm-hmm. and Kormanik. Yeah. Um, Minerva definitely, if he could stay healthy, he could have 50 points this year yeah. in my opinion. So, but he has to stay healthy and make sure that he doesn't get his, his mental game, get taken out of the game. Right. So if he could keep his mental side straight and not get caught up in the BS lack of words, but Hmm. um, he could be a dominant force and Corms is Corms had a great, you know, rookie year, but he needs to follow it up with a great sophomore year. The last thing we want to worry about is a sophomore slump. We call it, but I don't think he'll have that. Um, And I expect him to be in like, 35, 40 points I could see him doing. Um, then on the back end, Mancini. We need Mancini to take the bull by the horns. And really, you know, like you said, I, I want to see him how he played his freshman year. And he actually looks really good in practice. And he did a lot of good things in the offseason to try to get himself better. He, you know, one thing I love about Andrew Mancini is he has self-recognition. He's not, he's not one of those guys that's egotistical that he can recognize when he needs to be better and right. he'll do the work to be better. Like He's not one of those guys that has his head buried in the sand. It's like, I do everything right and everybody else is wrong. No, he 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 takes ownership. But taking that ownership allows you to grow as a person. And, and that's what I, he's done. Like, he's looked in the mirror. He's realized, I need to be better in certain areas. And he's worked on it. 
So that's what I love about Andrew, because I think the sky's the limit for Andrew because he does have the ability to self-reflect. And if you have that, man, you could get really good fast in anything in life, not just hockey. For sure. Now, I've only got two more for you. This, this, this one's a big one. So the way you guys finished last year, um, you're, you're essentially going to be playing against two opponents every week. You're going to be playing the scheduled opponent, right? And you're going to be fighting the computer that generates the rankings. So obviously, the ACHA is not the NCAA. The national poll is computerized. It's not voted on. So your team is coming into this year, probably late teens, early 20s in the national rankings. I think, yeah, we'll be 18 or 19, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that sounds about right. So you need to win a lot of games against, you know, right now considered to be superior teams. And goal differential is going to matter too. Also, you're going to have to win these games in regulation because if you do it in overtime, they count as ties. So how much pressure does that put on your team? And does that hurdle sort of dampen your expectations on where you want to end up this year? No, it actually motivates our expectations because, like I said, anything in life worth doing, I didn't say this, is hard. (laughs) If it's easy, then anybody could do it. Right. So if you really want to accomplish something that means something, it's going to be a hard road because at the end of the road, it's going to feel that much better because you know, it was a hard road. And I think our guys are ready. I know our guys are ready for the challenge. I believe in this group and you know, yes, you have to think about all those variables that you discussed, the rankings, the the goal differential. Um, Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. And you know, my guys also understand that I don't care who we're playing. Every game is a tough game. There's only one game on our schedule that has nothing to do with rankings. And that's the Manhattanville game. Right. And that's a great game for pride. So, you know, right. So for pride it is, but that's a game that we might try new guys because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we won last year. We want to win again this year, but it doesn't affect us in the ACHA rankings. Right. It's as as if we had a weekend off. So for us, that's the only game that I cannot be as, you know, it's a pride driven game, but it's more about every other game. Mm -hmm. I don't care if we're playing the, you know, the 50th ranked team in the country, those games are very dangerous because if you lose to them, it buries you. You You're supposed to win. And the games that are top teams like Liberties and the Niagara's and the Pittsburgh's, those games, if you want to move up in the rankings, you got to beat them. So no matter which way you look at it, a lower ranked team are important. You can't fail. And a higher ranked team, you got to beat to get up in the rankings. So everything, you know, look, if you don't want to be in a pressure situation, you should not play sports. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's totally fine. And I, and you know, people feel that way. I, that's totally fine. But there has to be some sort of yearning for that pressure situation. You have to feel that, you know, you can get nervous and all that, but that should motivate you is that, you know, the situation you're going into is intense. That's, that's where the compete level comes in and whether you have it or don't. And we're going to see very soon who has it and who doesn't. So um, I think we got it though this year. And I'm hoping that the boys have that same mindset and they have that same type of thought process that, you know, when the bell rings, are you going to step up or are you going to fall down? So I think we're going to step up and, and I'm confident in this group. Uh, dude, now I'm ready to run through a wall. That was hype. All right, coach, let's uh, let's leave off with this one then. So last year, your goal was to win a national title. Now with the roster retooling, your goal is to fill in the blank. Win a national, win a national title. There you go. But even more so, have a great culture in that locker room have a have a you know have a great culture is is the most important thing you know i i we go through our team policies and team rules and uh 
you know, when we put our goals, I didn't put win nationals as the number one goal. It was probably on the bottom because if you don't have good culture, you don't have good structure, you don't have accountability, you'll never win a national championship. I don't care how good your team is. So for me, my number one goal is to have great culture, great team bonding, and then win nationals. Because if you do the first thing, the second thing will happen. But if you don't have the first thing, you're just a bunch of talent on the ice, you're not going to win a national championship. We have to have team culture and camaraderie and standards and raise the standard and raise and compete with each other and push each other. That's the stuff that gets you to win a national championship. So, yes, at the end of the day, we want to win nationals. But how do you get there? That's the key. The journey is more important than the end. Right. Okay. And the journey is what's going to get you to the end. So we have to get that journey right from day one. And we've been working on it. So we'll see. Well said. Well, anybody interested, you can catch the Stony Brook hockey team at the rinks this Saturday and Sunday as they open their season against the Oswego State Lakers. Tickets are free, right? Students get in for free. And uh, go support our Seawolves. All right, Coach. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. See ya.